Write for your reader self, not your writer self. Write your book like you're the person who's going to read it. Remember the fun bits, the juicy bits, the stuff you linger over in other books. The good stuff. Holly Black. Hello, and welcome back to the Churn Rate Podcast. This is episode 57. I'm Caitlin, your host. I cannot believe we're almost at 60 episodes of Turn Right. Thank you all for supporting this podcast. I also cannot believe we are almost approaching the end of 2021. That's absolutely crazy to me. It's gotten me in a really reflective state about my writing life, about my personal life, about my emotions, about everything. I've just been super reflective and in my feels lately. I also want to acknowledge that it is National Novel Writing Month, or NaNoWriMo, and so that's what inspired me to make this week's episode about five ways to make it a great writing month, even if you aren't doing NaNoWriMo. If you don't know what NaNoWriMo is, it's where you write a 50,000-word novel in 30 days. It sounds absolutely insane to me. I'm not sure that I could ever do that, but... If you are doing that, good luck. Let me know how your experience is going, and I definitely believe in you. I remember the first time I heard of it way back in middle school. My friend Katie, who's still one of my best friends to this day, asked me if I knew what it was. I said no. She explained it to me and said that she was doing it. And back in middle school, I also kind of thought she was crazy. I had not really discovered my passion as a writer yet. I would say I knew I was a storyteller, but I didn't know I was like a writer. I was too obsessed with trying to be the top reader in the grade by um, taking all these accelerated reader tests. And I was like, no, you know, I don't have time for writing. I'm just, I want to be an AR reader. I want to be an AR champion and whatnot. So that's the first time I ever heard of it. But ever since joining writing Twitter and being more active in the community online, um, I like to follow different people's journeys and experiences with it. However, you know, I don't think it's right for everyone. I don't think you should feel pressure to do it. Um, I think, you know, people are at different stages of their work in progress. Like for me, I'm on the final editing stage of my story. I'm just about ready to query to agents. Um, I have pitched my story in a couple different events, but I'm ready to start doing like more serious querying probably in a couple weeks. So for me, it just really wouldn't make sense to participate in NaNoWriMo. So naturally, me being mean, being reflective, I thought of how can I make this month really count as a writer, as a person? What can I do to ground myself in some good daily habits that will help me be more stress-free during the holiday season, The holidays are super fun. I have a lot of great traditions that I do with my family. We make homemade raviolis. We go cut down a real Christmas tree. I always see more friends at this time of year, friends that come back home. Um, And it's just always a really fun and exciting time. But sometimes, you know, everything can be super hectic and your personal life can kind of get pushed to the side. You know, exercise, writing, you know, all those things that are really important to you. If you aren't careful and if you aren't on a schedule, they can sort of fall by the wayside. So I thought to myself, setting myself up for good habits in December by really sticking to my good habits in November is a surefire way to kind of end the year on a strong writing note and get myself prepared for next year. So I'm going to share these five habits that I've developed with you guys 
on this podcast today. So hopefully they can help you and you can implement them in a way in your life that feels right for you. So number one, keep making consistent good progress towards your end goal of whatever you're working on at the current moment. You know, maybe you are on the first draft of a story and it does make sense to try NaNoWriMo. Maybe you are in the editing phases like me and maybe you just feel like giving up or you could push it off to the new year, but don't give up. You are so close to your writing goals. Keep working on whatever you're working on. Be diligent, be steadfast, don't give up and recognize you may need a few more months into the next year or even the entire next year to complete your work. But if you feel passionate about your story, you're working hard on it and you're loving it, don't give up just because it's going to be year end. Number two, reflect on everything that you've accomplished so far this year. It's really important to recognize those tiny moments for what they are because tiny moments build good habits, good habits build a good writing career. So if you've submitted to journals or websites, if you've participated in pitch fests, if you've grown your social media platform, if you've connected to other writers on writing Twitter, um, you know, if you've gotten X number of blogs up this year, if you've been through three drafts of your story, give yourself a pat on the back and be grateful. Gratitude fuels growth whenever you are grateful for your writing journey. That will make you happier and being happier will make you more productive and you'll be more likely to accomplish things and not give up. So make sure you are giving yourself credit for all of the things that you're doing right. You may not be writing a number one New York Times bestseller, but that doesn't mean that you aren't developing and growing as a writer and putting out some quality stuff. Number three, you simply can't do it all. I wish there was a way to get more than 24 hours in a day. Believe me. It can be really challenging to juggle a nine-to-five job and writing and treating writing is if it is a nine-to-five job. One way to kind of maximize your time between writing, job, if you have kids, spouse, is to get yourself a writing schedule. You don't have to devote a ton of writing, a ton of time every day to writing. Um, you know, if it's only an hour a day, I think that's still really, really productive. And it can be hard to stick to your writing schedule around this time of year because of, you know, extra commitments for the holidays or whatever, but it will be worth it. And you also need to schedule time for rest. For me, I have been trying to get my life to be a little bit less chaotic. I have been doing a ton of traveling and I was getting kind of burnt out from that. So I decided to implement a more relaxed Friday night for me. Um, and I'm going to be taking off from exercise on Friday nights. I'm going to be taking off from social obligations and I'm only going to write if I truly feel inspired to write and if I want to write. The rest of the week, I will try to push myself on my writing goals, but Friday nights are going to be for me. So I encourage you guys to schedule some time for rest and relaxation as well. And it's okay to have an off day or a couple of off days. Number four, start dreaming of next year's writing goals. I hope that whenever you think about your future as a writer, that it makes you excited, that you have these burning ideas for books and characters and themes and you remember why you really loved writing and why you want to be a writer because it's so easy to get caught up in, you know, rejection and someone else has more Twitter followers than you and someone else's podcast is doing better than yours. But I find that if you are really focused and you're thinking about yourself as a writer and you're thinking about your next projects, um, that can be really motivating and that can also help you get to the end 
of the hard stretch on a novel because we've all been there where we just get kind of burnt out with the novel. We kind of just want to push it out there or pull it away and have no one see it. Um, but it's really important to get to the end of that stretch, to give your all to your current work in progress, to actually put it out there into the world. And one of those ways to actually be good and consistent about putting out your current work, I think, is to dream about the possibility of what if and what you can do after you move on from this project. I know that sounds kind of backward, but I really do find thinking about the future to be motivating to accomplish things in the present. Maybe I'm just a weird INFJ. I don't know. And then finally, number five, use this month to evaluate if your work in progress or whatever you're working on is going somewhere. If not, take a step back and decide to change it up. Do you need a break from this project and you need to switch to something else? Do you need to work harder on it and go back and really do a deep dive and evaluate some of these finer pieces of your story? Do you need a break from writing entirely? Would a month off benefit you to focus on your mental health? Or are there other ideas that are burning inside of you that are eating you up that you really want to accomplish? And would those ideas be more fulfilling and productive to your writing journey? Don't make a hasty decision. Don't decide this overnight. Um, I have been in rough in rough patches with stories where it would be like a week or so and I would think I would need to give up, but then all of a sudden the tides would turn and I would get newfound inspiration and I would push myself and I would keep going and I would be happy that I did that. On the other hand, I know the story that I was working on right before this current work in progress, I dragged that story out way, way too long. It was going nowhere for a while. Um... And I should have quit that story earlier, but I didn't take any time for reflection. That's the thing. You can make a mistake in both ways. You can quit too easily or go too hard if you don't schedule time for reflection. So try journaling. Journal about your writing goals. Journal about your story. You know, are there small things that you can do to kind of change things up? Or do you need to maybe completely abandon the story? I was challenging myself to journal every day in November it kind of got to be too overwhelming and I also kind of sorted some things out. I was, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I was really feeling a lot of things. I don't know. Um, so I did try journaling and it was really, really exciting for me. Um, I didn't do it in a very traditional way. I don't like to keep like an exact recount of my day. I've always found that boring, even though off and on growing up, I have kept journals. Um, but I kind of preferred this like looser, more free form style to the journal where I just kind of drew on a thought or image or metaphor that I had and kind of worked with that and told like a little mini story in that way. And you never know, you might get some really good story ideas. I kind of got a really good idea for a character and a character motivation from some of my journaling. But I am going to try to incorporate that more regularly throughout the month since I am done with travel, at least until Thanksgiving. Those were my five tips on how to have a great writing month. Let me know if you're participating in NaNoWriMo by leaving a comment on this podcast or letting me know on Twitter. We will retweet you and give you a shout out if you do. Um, Thanks so much for listening. As always, keep writing, keep reading, and keep querying. And I will talk to you on our next road trip.